Knots. Chapter 16 Asha's phone rang. It was, as always, left by the door. Something Marianne didn't get, since wasn't the point of a mobile phone that you could be lazy? She was trying to figure out if it was a good manners thing or an old-fashioned thing without asking. Christopher was watching her. Marianne swirled her iced tea, half wishing it was the boozy kind now. Penny for your thoughts? They'd cost you a quarter. He grinned. Do you trust me? Not really. What have I done to you, then? You tried to whammy me. That was ages ago. It isn't healthy to hold a grudge so long, says the man on a two-century-long hunt. Hmm, that's a mission, not a grudge. She made a face. It was a fair point, annoyingly. It wasn't just the whammy. You were really trigger-happy, you know? Time is a luxury. Ice rattled in his glass. Was I this mystery person? She stared into middle space, not wanting to dip into her memories and feeling them tug at her anyway. You're too... noisy. An eyebrow lifted. Generally. You know. He didn't seem to. She was trying to figure out how to describe what movement sounded like when Ash reappeared in that sudden, vampy way and held out her phone. Marianne couldn't decipher her expression as she took it. Hello? Marianne, it's great to hear your voice. Ash said you're okay? Ellie was brusque and somehow still genuine. Good as ever, she lied. Look, I know you probably have a bucket of stress. I've worked with kidnapping victims, so believe me, I understand this is a big ask. But we need you on site. On site? You mean the warehouse? So she understood Ash's expression. It was a lot like the lump of icy stillness that froze her guts while she sat there, staring at nothing special, while Ellie asked if she could hear her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. We couldn't find anyone, so we thought it was a dead sight. But this place is weird in the bad way. Our mapping was going wrong. We were working on it until about an hour ago, when we lost contact with a couple of guys on patrol. We haven't been able to find them. And we're hoping that between you and Ash, we can get them back. She paused. They're good people, Marianne. Just regular people. And we've never been up against something live like this. We usually get there just in time to pick over the data. You don't have to convince me. Week start. She sat up, feet on the ground, and put some diaphragm into her voice. We can be there in a few minutes, as long as your people don't freak out about a gate popping up in that big room. I bet there are a couple of eggheads here who will be happy to point some beeping machine at it. Thanks. Thank you. I mean it. No problem. Polite phrases were the worst sort of lies. Gonna get my bag together. She handed Ash's phone back and looked at Christopher. You coming? Or holding down the fort here? This has been my fight too long to abandon now. Her bag was in the spare room. Ash knew exactly what she kept in it and everything was there, but she checked it over anyway. She pulled out the flashlight, remembering the beam spinning away. There was a tiny scratch on the smooth metal that felt raw when she rubbed her thumb over it. Marianne. Coming. She shoved the flashlight into her bag and checked her gun. Spotlessly clean and ready for use. Her mouth reminded her that she'd need to get water. It still hadn't forgiven her for the library hallway of doom. You don't have to do this. Christopher and I can do it. Like hell. 
Ash's hands touched her shoulders lightly, and she kissed the back of her neck. Marianne took a deep breath. Her neck still felt like iron. She needed to stay calm. She wasn't alone this time. We'll have a holiday after this one. A long, sweet holiday to make the darkness kind again. It isn't the dark. You're there, you know. I don't mind whatever as long as you're there. But I'll take a holiday. Ash hugged her. Marianne leaned into the embrace, closing her eyes. Gotta go. Ellie was cop-voicing hard, right? I felt an urge to salute. Sexy. Ash patted her ass. She pulled on her leather jacket and bag. Level up. Going to war. Yeah. It'd be okay. Ash at least wore her own jacket over her own normal blouse and jeans. Christopher looked like a refugee from a 70s glam rock group. Skin-tight shirt tucked into purple velvet pants. Maybe they looked like the sort of rough-and-tumble mercenary types who didn't need professionalism to handle themselves. Maybe they actually were. That would be even better. Energy bomb. It only took a pop, really, not a bomb. That wasn't the problem. Big room. Loading dock. Dust and cobwebs and blood. She could taste it between her teeth already, and held the door against all the memory that wanted to come with it. The gate snapped open. A wave of musty air hit her, and just for a minute she felt dizzy. Ash's hand took her right arm. To her surprise, Christopher supported her on her left. She shook her head. Okay, guys. Damsel is undistressed. As soon as her boots hit the gritty cement floor, she felt eyes on her. Human eyes. Not so bad, then. Light flooded the corners, not well enough to get rid of the gloom completely, not up there in the rafters. But blue-white floodlights were pointed in every direction. There were tables set up along the wall where her bag had been, with equipment and computers and the sort of stuff that Hollywood was apparently right about. The middle bit, where the beds had been, and the fighting, was roped off, and small tags were set at various points, like a crime scene. She saw a long, rough-looking streak across the floor, highlighted by stains, ending in a large, dried and chunky puddle. A twisted bed lay nearby. There was a moment of silence, then a low hum of voices picked up as everyone turned back to screens and clipboards. In the shuffle, she felt Ash's arm against hers, and her comforting presence. She tried to comfort back. They don't look like cops, Marianne said. The uniform is weird. She fished her ID card out of her bag. ERT, Ellie said, walking up to them. She was followed by a guy in the same matte black as everyone else. Emergency response team. Cannot is a special task force. We get the best. So, like, boss-level cops. Ellie chuckled. The big dude didn't. He just seemed to grow, like a funhouse mirror of bulk. Jesus, you just keep going, don't you? She heard Christopher snort. Marianne, Ash, Christopher. This is Corporal Benjamin Stevens. He's attached to the Connaught Task Force. Corporal Stevens, this is Marianne, Ash, and Christopher. There are civilian consultants. Hands were shaken. Stevens was well over six feet and had the bulk over the shoulders that she associated with guys who worked their asses off in the gym. Not quite bodybuilder level, maybe, 
He didn't have the lumbering movement. I've read a lot about you, he said. Pretty soft voice. Knocked down the intimidation factor. On purpose, she bet. So, I got an official file and everything? Everyone has a file. Are we top secret? Can't give away the mystery of the thing, Ellie broke in. Spoken like a free democracy, Christopher murmured. Was it all you imagined? Marianne asked. Stevens looked at the empty space where the gate had been. Two cops were consulting what looked like a temperature gauge, pointing it at the space and then at them. They looked at Ash and Christopher and wrote busily in a notebook. Seeing it in person is a different thing entirely. In person? She looked at Ash, who gave her a pained look. Footage, maybe. It was creepy to think they'd been filmed. Or maybe it wasn't that. Lots of places had security cameras. It was creepy to think that they'd been watched and studied. I really want to thank you for coming, Ellie said. I wouldn't have asked if it wasn't urgent. School, it's our thing, you know. A formerly dark corner near the loading dock door was accessorized with a map, mounted and lit for easy viewing on a rolling board you'd see in meeting rooms. Marianne wasn't prepared for the maze of hallways and rooms it showed, especially when she saw the loading dock door labeled on it. Wait, that's this place? All of that? This is what we found so far, Stevens said. He tapped the much smaller building plan beside it. Smaller and normal, with an even larger room beside the one that they were standing in. For the stock, she guessed as opposed to the packing, loading, and unloading space they were in. She saw a couple smaller rooms for an office and a break room. Nothing more. This is what we expected when we came in. As soon as we understood the extent of the complex, we expanded our role. How big is the Connaught Task Force? Ash asked. As big as we need it to be, at any given time, Ellie said. Stevens didn't seem happy about it. We're offered a bit of flexibility because the nature of the work is unpredictable. An old warehouse didn't seem like a big threat, whatever was in it. A maze of tunnels where there should only have been worms called for a few extra hands. Ash had drifted closer to the map. When Ellie paused, she reached out and traced a long passageway. Apparently unexplored corridors branched off of it, but fewer than near the loading dock reminding her of when you left a potato too long and a naked, fleshy sprout got carried away. A back door? It comes out in a vacant yard. We've had eyes and ears on it ever since we found it. We didn't find anyone when you sent us here, Ellie said, picking up from Stevens. There would have been time for your guy to move in and out before we found the back door. Given the expanse of the place, it would be easy enough to hide. Even for something that isn't supernatural. Christopher added. It's a physical creature, Stephen said. Something along the lines of creature one. There was a pause. Looks kind of like a slug. Mouth on the bottom. Unformed beasts, Ash said. Marianne could almost see Stephen's writing a report in his head. It's a mistake to think that Van Hoff is only a physical entity, Christopher said. Something as killable as a simple human or monster would have long since been hunted down. War died off. This was once a man, a long time ago, and is now something else. We've been working on mapping the complex, Stevens continued. 
the rooms and the hallways nearest to the original structure were easy to nail down. The farther we went, the harder it was to take measurements. Our instruments either failed entirely or took false readings. We could use the same equipment on the same corridor at the same time and come up with readings different enough to be outside of acceptable error. We've resorted to some old-fashioned techniques. Sticks and strings, even, here and there, Ellie said. We only have regular patrols within the part of the complex with stable readings. But you lost two guys, Marianne said. No signal, no contact. No one has seen them. Technology doesn't always jive with everything out there, Christopher said. The errors were acceptable. It all means something. Marianne looked at the nest of hallways closest to them and heard the sound of the gurney wheels again. How far? There had been turns, but not that many. The room should be there. Did you find a room with fire? It should be here-ish. She pointed at a vague spot past the hallway that she knew she and Nika had come back through. Yeah, it was most of the map, but it was the right direction. No room with fire, Ellie said, taking the description with grace. We were looking for it in light of what we learned from Nika when we didn't find it. She hesitated ever so slightly. It was decided that the sedatives she'd been given might have influenced her memory. An extra room or two will go a long way toward explaining your errors, Christopher said. He was leaning against the table, the bored pose somehow exuding smugness. The errors measure in centimeters, sometimes millimeters. Are you telling me the military doesn't have the most accurate tools for the job? Police, Stevens said. My mistake. The world is full of all kinds of bendable, and every kind of strange. Do you think that our Marianne is the only one who can pop holes through space? It wasn't a hallucination, Marianne said. It wasn't only fire, either. It's where he's doing... whatever. Alchemy. Whatever it is. It's there. It's the heart of it. He can't abandon it without losing his work. Ash smiled, eyes bright and eager. That's where we have to go. Can you get us there? Jump? Better to have a physical location, Ellie said. We normies have to come and go, too. Marianne was kind of happy about that. She wondered if trying to jump into the room her powers hadn't worked in would be like running into a cement wall. Maybe it had been the drugs after all, but right this minute she was hoping for a regular old door with a lock and a knob. Stevens strode off, orders rolling out, loud but still sort of gentle, so maybe it was just how he was. The room came to life with men gearing up. Even Ellie was pinning back her hair and getting businesslike. Do you have your gun? Marianne looked at Ash. You can zap my brain or whatever it is you do later. I just want to know what hardware we have on hand. Yeah. Shoulder holster, right? Get it on. Ash helped her out. Mostly an excuse to share a touch or two, until they were smiling a bit and some of her fear subsided. I'm here. Me too. We'll get him. Christopher was watching the men forming up. What? Ash asked. Boss-level cops, he said with some skepticism. We can worry about it later. Worry about what later? She asked softly. They look more like soldiers, Ash said. Is that a big problem? That depends on if and why they're lying. Stevens turned to them. 
Marianne was abruptly aware of how much attention was focused on her. No fear, Ash murmured. Easy for you to say. If you mess up, you just whammy them. I'd whammy them for you, too. That was a girlfriend. We'll be right with you, in constant communication with the rest of the team out here. If we run into trouble, backup will be there before things go bad. She didn't mention how they'd lost two of their own men. No reason to encourage the phrase friendly fire to bounce around. She started down the corridor, trying to remember how fast Tommy had been pushing. It was all very different now. There were bright blue-white lights set up at intervals that played with her sense of distance. Along the corridor in front of her there were cops standing within eyesight of each other, marking off spaces she couldn't have noticed. But now her mind tried to count them off like mile markers. At a corner she stopped, closing her eyes. It felt far enough. The liquid pool of fear in her stomach screamed at her to turn around and go back, because it was no fucking joke, that room. What was the line? Here I was born, and there I died. And there I died, in the cement room with the fire, and on the loading dock and in some grassy place that had been as nice as dying could be. I'm here. Asha's voice felt like a kick to her heart. What point was there in wallowing? The only way to fix all the shit was finding the cement room. She turned left. As soon as the loading dock was out of view, it was darker. It just was, to the point where she was blinking her eyes to clear them, despite the lights still humming. Not as much space to breathe. The ceiling bent toward the floor, but never reached it. Silly buggers, she said, mostly to herself. In the back of her mind, she heard Tommy's voice, talking to her as he wheeled along. The walls were pitted cement and smooth industrial green gyp rock all at once. At a junction, she paused and turned again, hearing blood rushing in her ears, thumping with her heartbeat. Another cop stood at a roped-off spot where Tommy died. Fucking traitor. She hoped Nika didn't feel bad. It pretty much sucked to feel guilty for killing someone when doing it was the only way to stay alive. But that meant one more corner. It's here, she said. It took Ash's hand on her arm to move her forward. The hallway was different and not like the rest of them, like a whole building made of dreams. Of course, there wasn't anything as useful as a door. Two of Stephen's men moved into the lead, eyes on the far end of the corridor. Van Hoff's ability to die was still up in the air, but the shooting would give them a chance to run. Run? She looked at Ash, and then Christopher, and Stevens. Everyone had a dog in this fight. Running wasn't going to be the first option. We haven't recorded anything here, Ellie said, but the maps are definitely out. A couple of centimeters was suddenly important. Marianne pressed her hands against the wall. It felt uncomfortably like it squirmed. It's here. Can you get us there? Ash asked softly. Or die trying. <laughs>